Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from October the first, nineteen eighty-eight. We turn to a new month, and we got some stuff to talk about. We got some new folks coming in, and a lot of shit going on. But Doc, I would ask how you're doing, but we cut a heck of a patron episode just now that was uh, kind of fun. So I actually already know how you're doing. But anyway, how you doing? Well, I'm more fucked up than Delonte West sitting on a curb thinking about jacking off to some girl taking a shit. Wow. Whoa. Who? Delonte West. After the show, you should Google Delonte West. He was a he was the basketball player that said he fucked LeBron's mom. He, Damn. he knows who he knows who it bi- is. <laughs> but he's bipolar and probably on drugs and got stopped by the popo and they videoed him and he's Fucked up. Is it? That's like the poor guy that got beat up on the street, huh? To play yeah. for the Cavaliers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I was gonna say you. You know what? You commented That's, on it <laughs> on Shane Taylor's feed. You commented shit, the other day. That's some fucked up shit, huh? It is, right? And I'm thinking, you, you think the NBA would have done something to help that guy it's obvious he had major mental problems. They set him up with LeBron's mom. What else are they supposed to That's, do? Come on. NBA, <laughs> Adam Silver's running a dating site, NBAHose.com. Notice he's the only one laughing. Harper chuckled. You're the one that's a dick. You're just you're in love with the NBA right now because Zion starts tonight. That's right, baby. Here we I'm go. Not, I'm not going to see a minute of it. I'm going to pop a pill, a legal pill, and drool on a pillow. Hey, man, I just want to say uh, sorry out there to Mullet and Morton. I know you got a shitty job and you live in a shitty part of the country and your Titans lost and that's shitty. But uh, you're welcome because you heard uh, Mike and his deeply seated issues with Tommy Rich on the last Smoky Mountain. And I'm glad we could brighten your day a little bit. Man, somebody do a wellness check on that guy. Because he, uh, was, he was all in for them Titans, man. He was. Who's that? <laughs> Mullet Mullet. and Morton. He's, oh yeah, well he's a he's a Titan fan, man. Somebody check on him. If anybody knows who I feel he is, bad check for, on him. Uh, half pint. I feel bad for half pint too, man. That 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 was soul crushing. He's got his old hat on. That's like twenty years old. Half pint will be all right. He loves us. He yeah. loves the show. He loves the Titans. But uh, uh, I think he asked me. He's like, man, you ever cried over a loss? I'm like, no, but. 
I've been angry I've done, enough to, I've done shit. Bro, Lots of shit. I've been yeah, angry I've enough to shit. I've done that. I've like thrown shit and got piss ass drunk. And then you wake up the next day, you feel like shit, and you're like, fuck, I ain't gonna go to work. And then you just That's move true. on. That's right. Twenty four hour rule. Yeah. Kinda we are rooting works. for. I don't give two shits is who I'm rooting for. Well, I had in the pre PTT preseason, I had the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl and losing to the Saints. Oh. So I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. I had the 49ers in the playoffs that nobody else had in the preview, but I could nobody saw what was coming. But man, if the 49ers start whooping ass, they're tough. Yeah. You know, a part of me wants to see Kansas City do it because it's been 50 fucking years. Yeah, but fuck them. But then I'm like, well, Armando, he's a 49ers guy. He's a Patreon member, you know. You got stroked the dick that feeds you. So for Damn. him, I hope they win. No, so. Dick, no dick feeds me, sir. Yeah. Damn, right? Auburn? Wow, that's terrible, but okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember, Doc. I picked actually Kansas City versus the Rams. And I'm actually pulling it up now to see who I picked. Okay. I actually picked. I picked. Here's the thing. What's funny about all this. I picked L.A., the Rams versus the Chiefs. And I have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. And you picked Saints versus Chiefs and Chiefs winning. So, actually, both of us picked the Chiefs to win it. So, I don't, Wait, look, I don't know. We got to root for the Chiefs because we got to show everybody. We knew what the whole the season, we, we had the booking sheet before the season started. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. We, had, we, had, we were in touch with the bookers. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, LSU won, and now I just, I'm on a euphoric high, and I just kind of like, I don't know if I really care. Oh, okay. It, well, I mean, they got the uh, LSU Coca-Cola cans coming out. You want me to mail you one? Please. All right. Just don't shake it before you mail it. All right. Yeah. Let it drip put dry. Some, you know what I'm put saying? Put some quantivirus in it and mail it. <laughs> God, yeah. Don't. Oh, man. All right. Hey, let's do a couple things, and then we'll, I'll throw it to you, Doc, to do some spotlights or whatever. If you got any, I don't know. But uh, before we get one. into things. All right, let me do this real quick, and I'll throw it to you. Shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassy, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry for your patronage each and every month. You guys are basically the sponsors of this show, so we appreciate it, along with the rest of the patrons out there. And also, a couple of new patrons, uh, not many this week, but I want to mention Harrison Lee, new Patreon member, new BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member, that is, signed up. Thank you, Harrison. Brad Ford, thank you for signing up as well. And Mikhail, or Michael, uh, Jackson, I believe is, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. So, but thank you also to Michael Jackson for becoming a Patreon member. Doc, you got any spotlights this week? I do. Um, he's going to think this is about him, but it's not. I got a, a best Dave ever. You know who that is? On Twitter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just discovered us not that long ago, and he's been that dude's living the dream because he just discovered us, and so basically, like a month ago or so, he's been binging all of those Smoky Mountain episodes. Imagine living that life right now. Well, he wants to know because Harper, this is where you get interested. Yeah. Um his his broad wants has been listening too, and wants to know if she gets classified as a BTT broad. 
So I'm not going to shout him out. I'm going to shout her out. And let's see. Let's get a picture sent in to smuheavyweight.com. <laughs> he, he, um, we still got the Book It Bitch t-shirts on the Tee Public store. And he, they're he selling said, like crazy. Yeah. Actually, they're, actually, they're not. <laughs> they haven't sold in a while. But he, he bought one or his broad bought him one recently because That's he always awesome. tells her. And if I'm getting this story wrong, I'm sorry. I think he always tells his broad book it bitch, so she bought him she bought him the t shirt. <laughs> if I got the story wrong, I'm sorry, Dave, my bad, but I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. Well, I'm just gonna imagine that that this lady, like all of our other broads, is super hot with big cans and a big fat ass. And a great personality. That doesn't really compute. Come on. She probably comes from a good family. What does that have to do with anything? Well, <laughs> can y'all grow up, be mature for once? Hey, God. we have so few females that when they come around, we don't know how to act. Dude, dude the ones in the Facebook group are extra, extra, extra raunchy. It's borderline scary. Like that. <laughs> but that's what's they, wrong. They can't be hot. They can't be hot because hot chicks don't act like that. Unless Look, there's not, other hot chicks behind the where we don't get to see it. I'm I'm girls not looking at girls talk I'm, dirtier than men. Yeah, they talk about tampons and ch- chitting while guys jerk off to them. Yeah, oh, God, come on. Okay, can we talk? Y'all ready to talk some wrestling? I I would love to. I've been on this. I've been between the patron episode and this. By the way, on the patron episode, if you're a patron, you probably already heard it. But if you're not, Harper and I just completely destroyed Mike's list top 10 PWI um, we knocked that shit straight out the park speaking of shit we also talked about taking shits and jerking off and I think we also talked about a dead Mexican hanging off a building for three three. he's uh, Latino right and so if you want to hear about all that and more you need to become a patron Mike how do these people become a patron if they're not one already first off let me clean up what you just said we didn't talk just, about a dead Mexican we talked you, about we talked about the poor guy that's still dead inside of the I building that collapsed Latino, in New right? Orleans. Don't explain it away. It's called a tease for a reason, you marketing idiot. <laughs> oh, I'm Jesus sorry. You're Mr. Fucking Marketer, right? You you know all about marketing. I may not, but it's very clear in the last 45 seconds that I know a hell of a lot more than you do. I just cleaned it up a little, but it's tinyurl.com slash... Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Thank you, Doc. Appreciate that. Jesus Christ. We try to do a little teamwork here, and it just falls into a fucking toilet like a big, plump, <laughs> meaty shit. That's nice. That's <laughs> real nice. Okay, Harper, you got anything before we talk NWA? No, let's roll. How much All of right. this episode did you watch? I watched exactly one hour. 21 minutes and 46 seconds of it. (laughs) This should be riveting. Let's roll. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) October 1st, 1988. So basically, the show opens up and we go straight to the studio. There's no no cold opening or anything. And it's Tony, uh, JR, and Crockett. Tony says, Jimmy Garvin will be out a few more weeks. If you remember, he had the injury to his leg due to Kevin Sullivan. And then Tony tells us that Bam Bam Bigelow will be here with his manager, Sir Oliver Humperdink. Flair is also here today. Luger's here and much more. And then the opening gets real confusing because JR and Crockett are saying, let's go to the ring. And Tony's getting told, no, we're not going to the ring. We're going to Sting, who 
comes out and cuts a wonderful promo that Doc loved. Doc, do you have anything from the opening or Sting's opening promo? Um, no. Because Sting. Do you want me to play it? It's awesome. Uh, go ahead. I don't care. Here it is. I'm following my nose around because Nature Boy says I'm sticking my nose where it don't belong. I like what I smell in the ring. You see, when a Nature Boy and Barry Windham are in there together, it smells good is the only thing that I can say. And you know what? The reason why I have to do that is because they have been naughty, 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 naughty boys because they cheat, cheat, cheat all the time. I got to stick my nose into that business when the total package is up there against the Nature Boy with that big sundial. You know he must be about two minutes behind his nose when he follows his. I'm just about one second behind my Nature Boy. Woo! Whether it be me by myself or the total package and the Stinger together, doing it together in the ring, two on two, tag situation. You gotta love it. Woo! Catch you later. All right, the one and only Stinger. Now let's go to the ring for- Doc, Jesus. I'm gonna throw it to you. <laughs> I think Harper said it all. <sighs> Harper speaks for me on this subject. What's wrong, Harper? You didn't like that? When's it gonna improve? Uh, hopefully at the uh, Hall of Fame speech. Has he already done that? <laughs> it's they... no coincidence. It's no coincidence that the best feud of his career was him standing up in the rafters, not cutting promos. <laughs> he got better, Doc. Uh, okay. He got better. Come on. Uh, hey, man, I don't remember Luger being this good. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Luger's, Luger. Luger's got me ready to buy a ticket. See him I mean, Luger, strap. You've seen him get better and better and better. And drier and drier and drier. Yeah. But Sting's yeah. just the same old fucking shit. He's like a kid on spring break. That's like he's he's got the can of fucking Miller Light in his hand and screaming at the fucking TV screen on fucking on on, on the MTV spring break. What's Paul Abdul? You're sitting down in high school to take your SAT, and he's trying to give you a wet willy. Come on. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. Uh, I had to play that because, my he's God. Awful. It was something. That's all it I'll was. say. Yeah. Ron Simmons defeats Eddie Sweat. Doc, anything from that? Eddie Sweat is our dad joke wrestler of the year, right? Yeah. Sure. Well, this is his first match back since he was hung. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying he's not hung. I mean, just he got, oh, look, there's his fan club. Um. <laughs> you are an asshole. You're going to what? hell. Why? Look at those Look at those broads in the front row over there. You see them? Look yeah, at they are. The big head. Look they like get, they got with they got lost on the way to the Queensryche concert. <laughs> <laughs> look at them, dude. With their Dude, hair she and... the chick from Heart. Yeah. How do I get you alone? Man, look at uh, Simmons. He's doing some mat work here, stretching somebody. Yeah, he's 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 uh he's not quite bastard. Ronnie Garvin, but yeah, this poor bastard yeah. is what I thought too. All right. All right. Any other any other thoughts, Doc, on Ron Simmons and Eddie Sweat? Not really. No. Ron Did Simmons have... didn't even break a sweat beating Eddie Sweat. No, he really didn't. He was bone dry, unlike Luger. Bone dry. 
Doc, you got anything from Simmons' promo after this when he cuts a PSA on Say No to Drugs Again and then he tells child abusers out there that he's going to whoop their asses? Well, I'm I'm down with the ass whooping of the child abusers, and then I would say do all the drugs. Okay. Yeah, be like uh, Tommy Rich, right? And do every every drug you can. That's right. Fry your Why you got to bring stuff. him up? Right. What know. does that have to do with anything we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, he's not even on here. I'm still salty. What can I say? Anyway. And you are, and the people are starting to realize it, too. There's been some <laughs> Twitter talk about how salty you really are. You have some problems, man. I, Unresolved I do it. issues. Let me, t- let me tell you why I do it, too. I know it pisses fake Stan Lane off, and anything that I can do to piss him off, it really, uh, you know, that makes me happy. Anyway, ooh, Ron Simmons just buried that guy. Uh, Simmons wins, cuts his promo. Then we go to Ivan Koloff, who defeats Agent Steel. Doc, do you have anything from Ivan versus Agent Steel? Um, well... No, Ivan still wrestles tough. Don't get it twisted. And now we have the Koloffs back together, my friend. We absolutely do. So um, basically what happens is, I'm trying to let me go to it. It's like at the 1343 mark or so. So Ivan's out there cutting a promo, and Paul Jones comes out of nowhere and kicks him in the back from inside the ring. And then the Russian assassins come out, and they jump Ivan. And then Nikita comes out to make the save. And what do you know? Nikita and Ivan are back together. And, Doc, mm. before I go to the promo, uh, any thoughts on the uh, Russians attacking Ivan? Uh, not on that. I still say there's money in a Koloff reunion. Yeah. I think so. I believe Here's so, the, they And Ivan and Nikita both need it desperately. I totally agree. Because I don't think either one of them has been close to what they were. Since they were separated. but we'll You could see. argue that Nikita took off after that, but it was quick. It, yeah, it was like, um, it happened, like, it was okay for like 30 to 45 days, and then it cooled off, in my opinion. And yes. then if you make me listen to Nikita here, I'm quitting the show. Well, I want to hear Ivan. Here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back together. I hope back together again. Ivan Koloff and Nikita Koloff. You know, I'm very tired. I tired of of going for maybe one or two minutes and turn around and see Paul Jones have the assassin on you and attack from Goliath. I'm very tired, you see. It was not but two years ago when Magnum T.A. got heard that all you people out there open your heart for Nikita Kolov. Dusty Rhodes opened his heart for Nikita Kolov. All the people right here tonight, they open the heart for Nikita Koloff. You see, it is time of Goliath. It is time for the Koloff family, for Shadowsta, to reunite, how you say? To get back together again, Shadowsta. It is time. The people know. The people know it is time for the Koloff to get back together. We must unite. To unite. Goliath, I want to ask the people right now. Just like they did two years ago for Nikita. I ask you today, open your heart. Open your heart for Uncle Ivan. Uncle Ivan is stubborn now, but I know Uncle Ivan. He has a big heart. And Uncle Ivan can change. Uncle Ivan, I know, is a good man. Yes, Paul Jones, now you must pay. You are going to pay the price of the pain of hell. As soon as God is my witness, I am not a man to curse, not a man to lie. 
But you are going to pay, Paul Jones, you and your assassins. You are living in the age of Hitler with his domination and overpowering people. Concentration camp. You tried to dominate me and you see you could not do it. So you turned on me and you blamed me and you beat me up with your assassins. And you assassins, you are from the age of Lenin with the salt mines, with stealing the pride of the people, taking the life from them. Well, it is going to come to an end. This is New Air. Now, Nikita, he is from New Air. I know, like I said before, I am a stubborn man, and it is hard to change old habits. But I'm beginning to see now that now that Nikita has become Americanized, I, I see now that the Kola family must unite, like nephew Nikita say, to come after people such as you, Paul Jones, if I can use the word people lightly, because you are the scum that crawls in the gutter. And you are going to come to an end, Paul Jones, as sure as God is my witness. I've become a changed man. For the last two years, I've been like a dead man, since Nikita and I have been broken up. But now that nephew Nikita is back, now that the kind American people have taken us in, now, Paul Jones, you are going to see the fears of a team that you have never seen before. We are going to get revenge. It is time of Olava for you to find out just how great you as a hero. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, back together again. Ivan and Nikita Koloff. Now let's go to the ring for the world television title, Rick Steiner. Oh, hey, what a sweet moment, Hopper, huh? Yeah. It was, it was like one of those like uh, those fucking humane society commercials when it zooms in like on a dog that's like in a cage, all like frightened and shit. That's what he looked like. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, Doc, what do you think? I thought it was kind of odd because he was like, "Open your heart to Uncle Ivan. He's a good man." And then Ivan's first line was, "He's gonna go to the pit of hell." <laughs> And then well, it's all right when it's I, coming from the good guy. I know, but then he was talking about Hitler and Lenin, and it's like, wait, what? I don't know. I thought didn't I work. That one didn't work for me. Okay. I just can't stand fucking Nikita. God Almighty! It's like the accent gets worse. Dude, that accent has gotten progressively worse for three years now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a steady decline. All right. So we go from that to Rick Steiner versus the Italian Stallion. And so Steiner is in the ring right now, and he's actually defending the title in place of Rotunda. And JR, on, I agree. Let me explain. JR on commentary explains that the NWA okayed this and even said Rotunda okayed it. Because uh, he wanted Steiner to know how it feels to be a real world champion. Now, Stallion nailed Steiner with a drop kick that connected big time early on and sent Steiner flying out of the ring. These there guys go. go like they go. Yeah, there it is. These guys go like ten minutes, but Steiner finally wins with a with a nice clothesline. Steiner won, but Rotunda retains the belt. I, I don't know, Doc. You kind of said the same thing I felt. So go ahead and share your thoughts about this stipulation or rule that Jr. mentions. Can you play twenty three ten? 
Uh, you want the audio from it or just the video? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, what? Audio and video or what? Yeah. Okay, here we go. This is 2309. Your wife could be sometime and kicks out of it. I beg your pardon? Okay, with a front chin lock, Steiner continues to put the hold on. We got to take a break. This is a Rewind. gigantic... Rewind to where he That's says what beg I your thought. Because you gave me the wrong timestamp. Let's go back Sorry. to 2301 and try that. Okay. How's that sound? Okay. Here we go. Edit this out. What a move that was. When Stallion thought he had him down, he just cleaned his clock. It counts. Okay, well, Sullivan is about the indecisive that your wife could be sometime and kicks out of it. I beg your pardon? Okay, with a front chin lock, Steiner. Who was he talking to? Was he telling that to JR? He was talking to Sullivan for a second, but then he goes, he was as indecisive as a wife can be. I, I couldn't tell if he told Jr. though he's as indecisive as his like, wife. I, I, I ain't going along with you on that one. You go deal with Lois on that. Yeah. I thought this was a really good. I thought the premise was stupid. The match was good. Steiner was great, and Jr. and Tony made it seem like Stallion had a chance. Well, he did. They went ten full minutes, so obviously they made it competitive. Agreed. Yeah. It was good. Steiner so was good. So every, everything but the premise was really good. The premise being Steiner is holding the Steiner is defending the title for Rotunda, which makes right. no sense. Yeah. Right. Aubrey, you got any thoughts on this? Is he is the Florida title I guess it's gone, huh? No, Steiner. He still got it. You'll see it in the coming weeks. He's still lugging it around occasionally. Jesus <sighs> Christ. Just let it die. Let it die. Like the Southwestern Belt Western heritage. heritage. That's still yeah, whatever. Too. That's still Jesus. a thing. Jesus. <laughs> Hoffer gets frustrated. <laughs> uh, if you're going to have a belt, do something with it. Nah, brother, everything was nailed down. <laughs> well, you got to remember, too, we're not reviewing Worldwide or Pro during this time, and you you had stuff happening on those shows that don't happen here. So, but I agree to what Doc says when we we say this all the time. Everything was not airtight, brother. No. Sorry, sorry to break the news to all the romanticists out there who romanticize about it. Like, well, uh, I mean, what do you expect? You got a bunch of eighth grade dropouts, carny motherfuckers trying to run a business. It's nice, Doc. All right, <laughs> we go to the next segment, and they literally replay. The Spam Slam of the Week again from the Road Warriors. Uh, there it is. Spam so, Slam. Spam Slam. Um, and then we go to JR interviewing. This gentleman's name is Tim Willett, which we are told is an NWA associate. And he is here to tell us about the NWA traveling back to the Mid-South oh, area to put on events. Am I the only one that thinks... When you look at this, that it looks like Magnum T.A. and Jimmy Del Rey had a baby. That's exactly what it looks like. Wow. <laughs> he actually looks like an, a halfway educated Jimmy Del Rey. Well, who was this guy for real? Bruh, I don't remember. His what name was is his It looks like Willis. he was a worker. He's a big he, dude. Yeah. His name, his name was Tim Willett. And he's probably somebody... And I just don't realize it. But they called him an he's NWA probably, associate. He's probably somebody. Well, no, what I'm saying is somebody will go, oh, he wrestled as such and such. And I go, oh, that was that guy. Because, I mean, let's be real. 
the first time you see Jimmy Backlin, Del Rey, in like, you know, 87 Crockett or whatever, and he's like this skinny, gangly looking kid, you you don't realize that's Del Rey because Del Rey looks so different in, in Smokey. So that's why I say that. All right. Doc, any other thoughts on this announcement where he's talking about going to the... Uh, so uh, I was a little confused here. Um, so for two years we've been we're worldwide we're in la we're in chicago we're in blah 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 and now we're going to take valuable tv time to talk about how we're going to jonesboro arkansas i don't know what to tell you yeah that sounds horrible well and after they abandoned the uwf pretty much i mean they didn't abandon it that's not the right thing they squashed it uh, depending on who you talk to. I mean, they basically just, yeah, they squashed it. <laughs> Didn't do anything with it when they bought it. All they had was a TV. But anyway, I'm with you, Doc. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't explain it. But they're pumping it up now because they got to build up that big old event that's going to be at the downtown municipal auditorium in New Orleans in a few weeks. How many are they going to draw for that? You going to be there? Hopper, how many people were there that night? Do you remember? I, 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 I haven't don't looked at remember. That. I was a kid. I don't remember. You were a kid. It's fucking 1988. You weren't fucking five. Dude, I was fucking like 12. I don't remember. Okay. How old were you when you smoked your first cigarette? Uh, 13, maybe 14. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Mm, I, yeah, I think so. Okay. Would you have a cool filter king? That was the first kind you smoked? I don't remember. What's the first kind you smoked, Mike? Yeah. I told you I've had a guy back in the day, a cool filter king. That sounds about right. <laughs> a buddy of mine gave me one. I was like, yeah, this smoking ain't for me, bro. Not for me. Dude, it's like you're inhaling ice or something. I can't even explain it. It's That's like, hold oh, well, a Cool filter. Never mind, bro. All right. I didn't like I didn't like it either. I don't like menthols. I mean, you, you have to be pretty Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, for real, man. I don't want to say when this was or what happened. Harper called me one night. He was having a stressful day or night. <laughs> and he calls me and he's he's telling me something that happened and I and uh, I'm like, "Damn, that's messed up." And and he goes, "Man, this shit's got me I fucking went and bought a cigarette and I'm smoking a cigarette. That's how I knew uh, it was bad. Uh, wait, uh cigarette? Yeah, yeah, literally, a cigarette. Uh, well, I mean, uh, no, no, it was no, real sick. I went and bought a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had a pack of cigarettes and he he was he was smoking one. He was so stressed out. I was like, damn, bro, you must really be stressed because you don't Fucking smoke. Bitches, bro. <laughs> See? Told you. Stay away from him. Yeah. Just drink off to him taking shits. <laughs> okay. Uh Doc, we go to the next match. It's Bam Bam Bigelow who defeats I don't even I didn't even catch the guy's name. So any you got anything from this match? It looks like Keith Whitley. I forgot who it was, and I can't tell. He's got no, his face covered. Chris Whitley. Remember that guy? I guess. Singer-songwriter, Harper. Sure. Late 80s, married to what's-her-name? Uh, I, I don't know. Chris Whitley. He played, like, blues and, and uh, kind of country, and it, he married uh, Morgan, what's-her-name, the country singer. The guy for I don't – ooh, look at that. I don't know, man. Man, let me tell you something. Bam Bam Bigelow was a badass here. First of all, Humperdinck 
Wow. I mean, I saw him in the early '80s in the magazines. He's a he's a character, right? Yeah. I like I like Humperdinck. I think he cuts good promos. Yeah, and then you look at Bigelow, and now it's not much. First of all, he's using the gourd buster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look at him. He's got a tattooed head, missing tooth. He looks he looks different than everybody else on the card. Yes. I yeah, mean, he's look breath, at him. He's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. yeah. He looks like the future, man. And he's agile. He's he's the next evolution of Gordy, right? Uh, I mean, I never saw him like that. I just, but I did see him as a different type of guy. He had that, like the, the, the whole outfit and the flames and the tattoos on the, on the, you know, on his head. And yeah, he was different. So here's, here's a couple of things before you hit this promo, pal. Yeah. Uh, Bigelow's 27. Whew. Damn. Holy now, shit. Now look at this right here. Harper, you know what Humperdinck looks like? Yes. Well, I'm going to tell you. You tell me what you think he looks like, and then I'll tell you. I'll promise. I'll read what I have written down, but you go. All right. He looks like the uh, guy. I I forgot his name, but in in the Masters of the Universe movie, the one with Dolph Lundgren. I ain't Uh, seen that shit in forever. He looks like the little fucking elf guy. Okay, I was going to say the... If you're looking at him here at 3356, he looks like a porn photographer that likes to take pictures of girls that are borderline legal. Mrs. Dog just walked in and giving me a look, but if she saw this guy, she'd agree. Uh, I think Doc might be on to something there, and I hate when he's right, but yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, for real, huh? Wow. Get the cigarette yeah. hang- hanging out of his mouth. Oh yeah, and, and, and you know what's funny when you, when you listen to him cut his promo, it, it you really think that what Doc just said because of how you he know talks. What? I hope I'm not saying that he did that kind of thing, but what I'm saying is is that the fact that that's what it makes it feel like when he's standing next to Bigelow in '88 makes these guys seem dirty and dangerous, and that's what a heel is supposed to do. I agree. Uh, how about I go to the promo now so we can hear Humperdinck because I think he's good here. Hit it, pal. Here it is. Sir Alvar Humperdinck and the Beast from the East. Bam Bam Bigelow, 390 pounds. What a monster. 396. I don't want to correct you, David Crockett, but 396 from the Jersey Shore, Asbury Park. I bring the Beast of the East to the NWA, the Major League of Professional Wrestling. It's an often said thing, but it's the truth. The NWA is where I got my start, where I learned everything I know, and I know some dirty tricks, David Crockett. But I'm here to tell you one thing, there is not a title safe, there is not a championship safe, as long as the Beast of the East is roaming the woods of the NWA. I'm talking right to you, Ric Flair. Your belt is going to be ours. Barry Windham, you with that U.S. title, it's going to be ours. Midnight Express with those tag team belts, if we get a partner, they're going to be ours too. I just want to say one thing to the jackals of professional wrestling, and everybody knows who they are. Let's name them. Gary Hart, you're a jackal. James J. Dillon, you're a jackal. Paul Jones, you fit in the category too. And Master James Cornette, you are a jackal. So as long as you keep out of my way and out of the beast way, we'll peacefully coexist. 
But the minute you stick your nose where it doesn't belong, jackals, you're going to get it knocked off. And this is a man right here that can do it, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want you to know. I've been around the world. I've been with the best. And I find no better here. And all you title holders, beware. Because someday, I might take them all away. You know, it's like coming home back to the NWA. This is the pinnacle. This is the best. And I'm happy to be back. And when you see the name Bam Bam Bigelow on the card, you know you're going to see the beast. And before too long, mark my words, we're going to have all those belts. We are. All right, ladies and gentlemen, beware of the beast. Listen, more action to come. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, be with us right after this. All right, Doc, I'll throw it to you first. What did you think? I like it. It's new. They're different. They're good at what they do. Uh, if I was going to rebook this, I might have had Bigelow slip in the ring and jump somebody. And I'm not sure I'd have him talk yet. Yeah, I wouldn't. I actually, throughout his time over the next few months, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have him talk either. I, I, I think Humperdinck does a good enough job, and he really didn't need to talk. So I agree. I, I wouldn't you let him keep talk. the mystery up. You have him whoop somebody's ass that means something. And he's a formidable challenge from day one with that size and that look. Yeah. Harper, what do you think? He's definitely something different. Okay. And, and this doesn't last that long, does it? I don't remember it being... I don't I never remember these things. I don't remember it being lasting too long. I mean, he's... It's gonna go a, a a little while, but I mean, if you think when you say last that long, you're talking like six months to a year. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that the original four horsemen were together for 17 years, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, they were together for. Stop sending months. me memes. Is I didn't. Sending, that's him. I'm, I didn't send nothing. Bruh. I'm trying That's to take him. this. Ser- I'm trying to take this seriously. <laughs> that does. <laughs> Tell me that's not him. That does look like Hopper Dink. No, that not. was from the Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren, Hopper. Yeah, he was like the little elf kind of comic relief character. That does kind of look like him, Doc. I mean, you got to say, take away the ears. It does hey, look like Hopper Dink. Hey. <laughs> Bigelow's final match was in January '89 when he teams with Luger to defeat to defeat Abdullah and Barry Windham. So there you go. That's three months. Damn. Months. That, yeah, I knew it wasn't long. I just didn't know how long. Yeah, because when I think of him, I don't think of you know of this. Yeah, I don't either. Because it was so short. And he fought yeah. Trent Knight, by the way. Trent Knight. That's right. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts, Doc, on Bigelow and Humperdinck there? Well, let's see where it goes for the next three months. Right. I remember him as Crusher Yurkov. Here, I remember him as Crusher Yurkov in, uh, I think, in World Class. And also, I don't know if he still listens. I hope he does. My old good friend Chris used to have a dog back in, like, the 90s, and it was named Bigelow. So shout out to him and his dead dog. Wow. Okay. What? Let's go to Dusty Rhodes now, who's all of a sudden a Raiders fan, and he's got a Nike windbreaker on. Anyway, uh, here it is. Everyone has a dream, and that's the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, 
David! Yeah! Whoa! Whoa. What's happening, David? I see new light in here, brother. When I see 400 pounds of the beats from these Bam Bam Bigelow came out of here, marched out here, looking smooth as silk. So Oliver Humperdinck, the natural resident now, on fire throughout the country. But one thing faces Dusty Rose, the American dream, each and every day. And that is that little devil, Kevin Sullivan, the man with the dog collar. Gary Hart Alvarez, Larry Zabisco, but now then, the Captain Redneck, Dickie Murdoch, now stands with Dusty Rose, the American dream. And wasn't it good to see Ivan Koloff and Nikita Koloff back together because Nikita knows what it's like to be part of this great country. And now Uncle Ivan got to change his ways. Stubborn old man that he is, but the baddest of them all. The Russian bad now then taking care of business. My stinger, the Luger man and Rick Flair, is on fire. And you know, traveling all over, come over here with me, David, just a little bit, you know. You know, tra traveling all over the country, many fans come in to see Dusty Rhodes. And I know today that somewhere out there is a good friend of mine, Joe Frazier, the great fighter Joe Frazier is out here. Joe and Joe Frazier. Oh, excuse me, darling. I thought that was Joe Frazier again. And I'm ready. I'm hot. I'm alive. And I'm looking good and cool. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. I love you. Woo. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I said. No other dream but the American dream. Now let's go to the ring. And the fantastic. Dusty's boring me. Doc, what do you have? I think it's worse than that. Okay. I thought I thought Dusty seemed old there, trying to be the young guy at the club. Because we just saw the future, and it was Bam Bam Bigelow, and he's out there in his jumpsuit, talking and about Raiders Joe, hat, talking about Joe Frazier. And the Raider, you, you Hopper nailed it though with the Raiders hat. Yeah, but I'm talking like, talk about Mike Tyson or something, man. Well, that's true, too, yeah. You're talking about shit that happened 15 years ago. Nike windbreaker like the kids, the Raider hat, it just... He's man. like the old guy at the club asking where he can get some Molly and where all the young bitches are. Yeah, <laughs> I know people like that. You are people like that. No, <laughs> I just sit there and mind my own business and just watch Sports Center. Watch Kansas, watch Kansas and Kansas State beat the piss out of each other. Yeah, what the fuck? More sports doing wrestling better than wrestling. <laughs> Boy, they sure do these days. Bro, that guy picked up a chair and went after somebody. Bruh, I saw some dude break someone's nose Saturday night. Okay, at, tell us. At a fucking bar. It really? was great. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Okay, hold on. Were you bouncing? No, I was just sitting there minding my own business watching Sports Center. Drinking my fucking beer, and there, and uh, it was a typical asshole with the Harley Davidson shirt with the sleeves cut off. So, so right there, it just screams fucking shithead. Poor dirty white. Yeah, and he's fucking f getting into this guy's face, fucking arguing. I was like, oh, all right, here we go, man. I got something to watch. <laughs> and so they go outside. And this dude punches him right in the fucking nose, bro. And his nose just goes sideways. It was fucking great. And and the guy basically kind of just like fucking ran off with fucking him and his boys. I was like, that's fucking great. Fuck you. 
asshole with just leaves his fucking shirt on. <laughs> you heard Hopper. <laughs> Doc Hopper's like, I see this guy. He's got a Harley Davidson cutoff. He's talking shit to this other guy. And, oh, great. I got something to watch here. <laughs> like he's got a front row ticket to wrestling. He's because I'm shit. like, they ain't going to do shit, bro. Because we're all like fucking 40 fucking whatever years old, right? They ain't going to do anything. Wrong. They go outside the guys talking shit and bacow, punch him right in the fucking nose, bro. It was great. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a wonderful oh, night out in Metairie, oh, Louisiana. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm thinking better you than me, motherfucker. Amen. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Doc, anything else from Dusty as we move forward? No. The Fantastics no. defeat the Menace and the Nightmare. After the match, JR mentions the U.S. Tag Team Tournament will be coming up for the vacant U.S. Tag Team titles. As you recall, uh, the Midnight Express uh, vacated them because they won the world title. So there you go. Uh, those titles will be on the line and we're going to talk more about this. This is like those titles. There's like a tournament every single year. Those titles are in existence. It's, it's rather ridiculous. But anyway, doc, any thoughts on the fantastics? This is the one time where they could have really used a Crockett cup that they didn't do one. Well, I mean, this is October. They usually do the Crockett Cup in the spring. Fuck that. Okay. Well, they they do a tournament, just so you know. We'll, we'll, We're going to do a Crockett Cup and hand out a fake check for a million dollars, or we could actually put some belts up on the line. Okay. Man, let's get a ring and start a Fed. I'm ready. Sure let's you are. Let's do this. You sound like <laughs> everyone else. Right. <laughs> Everybody's going to make money off of a promotion. All right, after the match with the Fantastics, we then get a promo from the Fantastics. Bobby talks about the U.S. Tag Tournament, as uh, JR was just mentioning it. And then the Sheep Herders do a run-in, and they tell the Fantastics to shut up, and they kind of go back and forth. It's all verbal. Nothing much happens. Doc, do you have anything from it? I can't remember watching it because I was a little drunk when I did, but that still puts me ahead of Harper. Um, I thought that was kind of cheesy, wasn't it? They didn't do nothing. Like the sheep herders came out and confronted them, and you're expecting them to kind of, you like, you know, go to blows and get a little friction. But all they're doing is like kids on a schoolyard ribbing each other, and it, you know, I, I've I've said this a bunch of times. The sheep herders are just completely misused, and they're gonna leave shortly because of that shit. But I say shortly; it's a little bit off, but they'll yeah. be leaving soon. And it's to me, they just if you just watch Saturday night, they don't ever do anything with them. I mean. They're a hell of a tag team. They can talk a lot of shit. Well, you know we love shit talking. And they're good workers. And them and the Fantastics had some wars in the UWF. So, damn, do something with the Sheep Herders. But all they ever do is bring them out and have them talk some shit. And that's it. Nothing else. It's, it's just They just wasted them. Everything was airtight, brother. Um, Doc, any... I mean, that's all I had from this, though. You got anything Right, I, Right here, I was damn sure that this shit was good. Look, he po poked him in the chest. That should have been enough. And they don't do nothing. They just stand there. Look, I kept, the, I kept waiting for this to pop off, and they made they made the Fantastics look stupid. And it's not yeah. He should have punched him in the face right when he touched him. Yep. The the only thing I can think is Bobby and Tommy were specifically told don't touch him. I just I I didn't I didn't get this. Everything was airtight, brother. All right, Doc, any other thoughts? Mm -mm. Hopper, you had thoughts on it? I'm just waiting for him to 
to show up licking heads. That's got to be coming up. It's no, not far off. Speaking of heads, you notice like Fulton there has a bandage on. Koloff's been bleeding. It sound, I wonder if we're starting to embrace our uh, roots again. Yeah, just not on TV. Yeah. Remember, in, like when we would cover eighty-five and eighty-six, how guys like, would bleed. Guys would bleed just standing there. Yeah, no. Hubbard, huh? <laughs> remember like Manny Fernandez always bleeding. <laughs> Manny like, and, and, and fucking Magnum fucking always look like he got attacked by a fucking mountain lion. Or, or, or we used to say the belt sander. Yeah, like their heads look like just just been torn up. It was rather ridiculous. All right. We keep going. The next match is Barry Windham defeats George South. Doc, anything from this? No. All right. So after Barry wins, him and JJ are going to cut a promo. And let's go to that right now. Here it is. And without a doubt, one of the greatest United States champions ever, Barry Windham. JJ? Well, I know the champion's got a lot to say. He's got a lot on his mind. But I've got a few things that have been bothering me, if you would. You know, David, as I sit back and watch, each and every year I see the, the caliber of athletes that are coming along in the National Wrestling Alliance. They're getting bigger, they're getting stronger, they're getting smarter. And the thought of me putting on a pair of wrestling tights and getting back in the ring really kind of horrifies me. But there are a few uh, situations where I consider getting the tights out of mothballs, getting back in the gym and training with my champions a little bit harder than I have in a long, long time. And I've got that little added incentive that I've been waiting for. I'm talking about two weeks from tonight in Philadelphia when a steel cage will be erected around the ring. I'm putting my tights on and I'm going back in the ring to right a wrong against none other than Mr. Jim Cornette himself. And I am going to relish that moment because Mr. Cornette, all your rapping, all your yapping, and all your shooting your mouth is not going to help you when you get to Philadelphia because that fence is going to keep your Midnight Express from coming in the ring and interfering, and there's no way that tennis racket is going to fit through the holes of the cage, and then you're going to be mine. I'm going to redeem myself in Philadelphia. All right. All right, Barry. We've got to talk about Sting. We don't have to talk no, about No, yes, him. we do. Yes, we do. He's number one challenger, right? The number one challenger. As has been proven many times, Sting has proven himself time and time again that he is the number one challenger. But let me tell you what, Sting, you still have to get the job done. You have not been able to yet. Time and time again, I will face you. And I'll tell you what, mister, when you and I step in the ring, everybody knows it's not fun and games. You can tell. I paid the price. I've been busted open from ear to ear. Every knuckle that I possess has been busted on your teeth. Let me tell you what, Sting, I still walk out of the ring victorious every night, and this championship is still with the horsemen. So you keep that well in mind. Luger, you keep it in mind that the champion, the world heavyweight champion is Ric Flair, and he's going to retain this championship no matter what. Now, Mr. Jim Cornette, let me lay something down for you, and I'm going to make it very, very clear. You mess with James J. Dillon, which you think you're going to do, I will take care of you personally. Remember, James J., you have my word and the Nature Boy's word that the night will go just as planned and we're going to have one hell of a night. I may not be much of a wrestler anymore, but if I can't whip Jim Cornette, I'll eat that tennis racket myself. All right, you heard him. He'll eat the tennis racket if he doesn't win. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, we're going to see Dr. Death 
Steve Williams. I like Barry right there, Doc. What did you think? I thought Barry was really natural and good and cocky and just we are we're still getting it done. JJ saying elite the tennis racket sounds like he's going to get some comeuppance perhaps. Just a really good meat potato segment. Let's get two more horsemen in here and keep it going, pal. <laughs> good luck with the horsemen. Oh yeah, Harper, what you thought? Barry's great, huh? Yeah. Barry's the one thing that's he's he's fucking constantly good with his promos. He told Sting there in so many words, he ain't nothing and never will be. Uh, it's just the smugness. I've said this every single week. He's just, he's so smug and so good. And I think this match JJ's talking about with him and Cornette, I think they, they drew a sellout or they had a really, really good house for that. I don't, Doc, do you, does that sound familiar? No. Oh, okay. I could swear Corny's talked about that a lot. But anyway, Barry's great. Barry's great. Hopper, anything else? No, it was just great from fucking Barry. Yeah. Wish Sting would take some tips. <laughs> Dr. Death defeats Joe Cruz. After the match, Dr. Death cuts a promo and says, I'm not going to play it, but it's kind of important because of what's coming. Dr. Death says he invented the Varsity Club and that Rotunda and them are running scared with that NWA TV title. And it wasn't a great promo, but I just wanted to mention that line from it because I think that's important. Doc, did you have anything else from it? That hair of Dr. Death's is continuing to be a bigger and bigger problem as time goes along. 1988, bro. What's wrong? I mean, look at that. He but actually kind of trimmed it a little bit. If, in my yeah. Opinion. He either needs long hair or not. And he could look good either way. Yeah, pick one. But you can't have it both ways. He's... Remember when guys used to wear that, though, Hopper? But that's yeah, not a mullet that. mullet. That's not a mullet mullet. That's a rat tail mullet. That's the worst. Right. Dude. That's like right. an elaborate rat tail. <laughs> the rat, the rat <laughs> he's tail on so mullet. Many, he's on so many roids, even his rat tail's on roids. That's nice. <laughs> Grow up. His, his fucking rat tail's doing a cycle. Seriously? He used to cut his hair. You see, like, right there? He looks, he looks normal. Like, yeah, right he looks, and like he cop. looks good. It looks good. And then you turn to the side, it's like, fuck. And when he had long hair in Mid-South, it looked good. It looks fine from the front, but when he turns around, he's got that rat tail. Oh, there it man. is. He looks Jeez. like a douche. Yeah. Harper, do you have any friends that had that rat tail back in the day? I mean, they had kids in middle school. They used to walk around like that. Wearing and, you know, and you know that they're all dead now. They're probably all or in jail. Yeah. Come on. Wearing Spud McKenzie t-shirts and shit. And along what? the way, and on the way to jail or death, they all had at least one child that they had no role in raising. At least one. At least. That's the that's the <laughs> that's the minimum price of entry here. Yes. You know, you shouldn't talk like that making generalizations about people. About fucking people that, that got rat tails for fucking hairstyles? Fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> no one that has ever had a, a rat tail for a hair, hairstyle has done anything productive in life. For real. 
Tell me, I'm. You got about 238 people that are patrons out there reaching for some scissors to cut off their red tails. (laughs) (laughs) Because Harper just called them out. Oh, boy. Okay. Doc, any thoughts on Lex Luger's promo? Um, Not as good as last week, but he's still your babyface standard bear, and that shirt screams late 80s. Yeah. That'll get up. The whole outfit does. Let me rewind it because, and then I'll, I'll tell the people what he says. I mean, look at that. The, the jeans oh, yeah. and look at him. <laughs> He's got a tiny little waist, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does. It looks um, like he went to that place, the, the fucking, what, what's that place they used to have in the mall, Chess King? What? Um, you know what I'm talking about, Doc. What is it, Casual Corner with a K? I was going to say he looks chess. like his name should be Bugle Boy. Chess Remember? King or something. Oh, Man, I dude, don't... I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that must have been on. a Metairie-only thing. No, by, late guys... 88, by late 88, I was trying to wear as many Duke basketball and Guns N' Roses t-shirts as I could fit in a week. Jeez, see, 1988, fuck, I was wearing like fucking Teen C-Surf design and shit. Oh, I, I bet you... Doc looked like a straight douche in 1988. What, what is that supposed to mean? God, I says, can... says the guy who had the crisscross twisties in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of room to talk, Did you? You, fat, you fat fuck. Not in 88. <laughs> right, later than that. Oh. Maybe like maybe like 93, 94, 95. You used to Jeez. walk around like that? Like a wrestling gimmick? No, I didn't walk around in a wrestling gimmick, but I mean, you might catch me with some braids in my hair. Walking around looking like that? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. mm -mm. I couldn't wear that shit in high school. Crisscross, make it jump, jump. That ain't make it jump, jump. Summertime though, like when I didn't when I didn't have school, I might you know have my hair like that. Trash. Really. A complete trash bag sitting over here talking don't, about don't, me. Don't, don't let him fool you. Those assholes in Metairie wasn't no better. They just were fake gangsters there. Whatever. Man, don't let, don't let him fool one. you. You were yes. pop-popping yes. on Fabo. Yeah. Those old wankster-ass bitches from Metairie. They used to I kill me. I was my life. I bet you were. Little fake-ass fucking gangsters. They're fucking Metairie white kids. We used to rag on them so bad. What did you ever do? I bet Harper was way harder than you ever thought about being. Yeah. I'm not saying Harper wasn't. But his kin folks out there, those fucking wanksters, they weren't. Wanksters. What does that mean? <laughs> he knows. He knows. Don't let him Aren't fool you. Jealous? Don't let him what's fool you. What's a wankster? Yeah, what's a wankster? <laughs> Go listen to uh, 50 Cent. He'll tell you. <laughs> All right. Um, anything from anything else from Luger? Uh, well, hey, real quick, Doc, I did I did need to say that about Luger. Luger tells Flair, you know, Flair likes to flaunt his material possessions, and Luger says he ain't about all that. You know, he's about you know the belt and all that other stuff. And the only reason um, you know that Luger loses to Flair is because Flair cheats. And I mean, he ain't really lying. So I thought that was good. Any? Did you have anything else from it? No. Sting defeats Terry Jones. I'm sure you got a lot from that though, Doc. Right. Come on. That bad? I just don't care about him. 
Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, for real. I'm, and that's bad, huh? I, I'm, not, even, I'm not even mad about it anymore. It's just like, bruh. Let's Where's go Terry this? Funk come in? Ooh, that's a oh. good idea. This is 1988. So we got what? A year? Oh uh, no, we don't have that long. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember the exact. I don't. I don't have the exact month memorized. But no, we don't have that long. I mean, it's October already. I mean, we're we're nearing the end of the year. The one thing to remember about this year, though, is you know, Starcade is is um is later in in the year this year, Christmas instead of Thanksgiving. Anyway. All right, Doc, any other thoughts before I go to Corny? Nah, Corny's popping off here, Pally. Yeah, he's about to rip JJ a good one. Here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the manager of the world, tag team champions, Jim Cornette. You know something, David Crockett, the Midnight Express have turned out not only to be the hottest tag team in wrestling, but to be the hottest team in the world today. Jim and Tammy, uh-uh. Bush and Quail, sounds like a companion magazine to Field and Stream. Dukakis and Benson, sounds like the brand of a power saw, brother. The Midnight Express, the world tag team champions, that's what's happening, not only in wrestling, but around the world. You know, there were two events in the past month that horrified the, the nation, horrified the world. That was Hurricane Gilbert. And the Midnight Express winning the World Tag Team Championship, brother. You know, Hurricane Gilbert, I heard there was 500,000 people homeless in Jamaica. That was before the storm hit. But the Midnight Express is even worse than that. From coast to coast, continent to continent, we're making their knees freeze, their liver quiver, their bladder splatter, and their spleen turn green. And I'm going to tell you this, all the teams in wrestling are going to have to watch out because we got no friends. We're wrestling everybody. We're defending everybody because we can beat everybody, brother. And I'm going to tell you right now, nobody is going to take those World Tag Team belts away from us and J.J. Dillon you old senile sore loser you old goat October the 15th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania brother, J.J. Dillon and me one on one in the town the Midnight Express beat his boys for the world tag team title, we're going to get inside a steel cage and J.J. Dillon, we're going to settle this thing once and for all I know that you're bigger than me, I know that you're stronger than me, and I know you've had about 3,000 matches and I've had a handful but J.J. Dillon, you're also about 62 years older than I am and if I can run from you for five minutes right there in Philadelphia on the 15th then you're going to keel over a heart attack and I'm going to kick your brains out and now I present the undisputed tag team champions of the world beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan the Midnight Express Corny was good Doc what do you have? Corny was good dog he's about to be better on commentary so I don't I've got a soundbite from his commentary that I think is great, but uh, you got anything else from his promo? I didn't like the let, liver quiver, blah, 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 but I'll let that go. He did make a Jamaica joke that probably would have got him fired again in 2019 <laughs> that I don't have a problem with, and uh, commentary. Let's hear some of that. Harper, what did you think of Corny there? I just like, I mean, when was the last time you heard someone say Dan Quayle? Potato. Yeah. Back then. That guy fell off the map, too, huh? For real. What What the fuck ever happened to Dan Quayle? I'm, I'm going to let y'all tell me, and I, I don't know. Mike doesn't care about politics because, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why should I care about those people? They don't care about my people. Uh huh. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Remember, um, he was young and all, right? 
Right. He's 72 years old now. God, everybody's gotten old. Yeah, including us. None of us are younger. Oh, yeah, right. I'm going to die I'm soon. young. <laughs> you are not. You were sitting in some bar last week, swilling cheap beer, watching sports, and are watching some guy splatter. Yeah, no, huh? I'll say it's better you than me, motherfucker. <laughs> and the girl was like, why didn't you get up? I was like, I ain't doing shit. So, wait, wait, wait. The girl, you, were, you weren't alone? Uh, no, the, the bartender. It's just... You know, someone I know. She was like, "Why did you go do something?" I was like, "I ain't getting. I'm 43 years old, man. I ain't getting involved in this fucking Saved by the Bell bullshit." You should have no had her. Shit. You should ask her why she didn't get her ass up and go. That's right. She had more tools. I watched this on Bar Rescue once. If there's a bar fight, what you do is you have a you have a rag and ice water, and you go pull it out and you stick it on them on their neck and. The, the theory was anybody who gets ice water that cold put on them, they're going to stop what they're doing and uh, long enough for you to grab them and get them out. Okay. And that's like not like a not like a hard body Harper is bouncing at the bar. He just grabbed by the neck and throw them out. I'm talking about like if you're medium size like Mike or a girl, it gives you long enough to like make them pause so that you grab a hold on them. You know, yeah. last thing I'm doing is grabbing a fucking towel and dunking it in ice water and putting it on the back of a man's neck. Okay. Mm. God. When's the last time you were at a when's the last time you were at a bar drinking, Mike? At a bar drinking. Well Um Hopper, would you consider the the, the place not too far from you a, a bar? Yeah. Mania weekend? That's the last time? I'm trying to think, man. I mean, God damn! At a actual bar drinking, he don't smoke. He don't drink. He don't go out nowhere. Not like a bar, or nothing, man. I mean, I've been. He goes places. to he goes to Applebee's and makes Shanita split apps with him, dude. Yeah, he's like, look, it's fucking two for one margaritas, you know, bro. Hey. That's her thing, man. She no, he goes out there and goes, I need a, I need a, one a, a margarita with two straws. And one place <laughs> with two plates. He's like the asshole that goes to Subway and gets a foot long, and he gets half of it with something, something, and and the other half with something else, because he's too cheap to pay for fucking two sandwiches. Jesus Christ! I've seen that done before. You don't drink. You don't smoke. You don't do drugs. It's, what kind of black person are you? Yeah. <laughs> he don't drink Heineken. Oh, that's some nasty stuff, man. Oh, Bruh, how, oh no, no, no. You have to drink Heineken or Bud Ice. That's you got to pick is... one. God, this stuff is terrible. Oh, Heineken? Jesus. Won't you just whip your freaking penis out and piss that's in a glass right. and drink it? Heineken, Heineken is delicious, bruh. Yeah. Bruh, what do you not get? I don't like beer, all right? That's the worst thing that you've ever said on this show. Look, I didn't say. I didn't I, say. I, well, I have tried to tell these people for over five years that you're not one of us, that you're not like us, <laughs> us, the patrons, and me and Harper. You're the outlier here. You spent five years trying to tell everybody that I am. And we played along with it because you told me to be a heel for a few years. But now the truth is really coming out. I don't like beer. I don't know what else you want me to say. Hey, let me tell you something. You buried a bunch of the listeners when you said you didn't drink IPAs. We got a lot of people out there who like well, IPAs, want, so don't start. People want to be stupid. I can't stop them. Yeah. Okay. Here's the other thing. 
they have all these flavors of IPA. Every one of them tastes the fucking same. And yeah, I like beef. We got one called Juicifer that, like, everyone likes. I bet it tastes just like every other one. Yeah. Like perfume. <laughs> this is so <laughs> I'll never forget when Doc had me taste that shit at his house. Yeah. Right. God, Probably why did you just... <laughs> Mike ain't been back since. It's yeah, like, why did you just shit, give me this flower petal juice? <laughs> yeah, it's like, mm, fabuloso, beer. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's go to Cornette now. We got to get, we, we're going to get this show wrapped up. Uh, we got the Midnight Express. They are out there and they're going to defeat Gary Royal and Jerry Price. But let's hear from Corny on the mic. He's got something to say and this is pretty good. Steiner and Ricardo, man, let me tell you something. There's no way, shape, or form that they could conceivably ever beat the Midnight Express for the World Tag Team Championship. You want to talk about the Russian assassins? I haven't seen that much spandex covering that much ugly flesh since the last time I went to J.J. Dillon's favorite nightclub. You want to talk about the Road Wars? The Road Wars said they're missing something around their waist. Well, I got news for them. They're missing something between their ears, hair, and brains. You want to talk about Ivan and Nikita Koloff. Nikita Koloff said open your heart up to Uncle Ivan have you seen that face I wouldn't open my door to Ivan Koloff you want to talk about any other teams of Fantastics we have beat them like redheaded stepchildren all across the country and into the provinces of Canada and we're fixed to do it again as a matter of fact you want to talk about Al Pritz and Larry Zabisco managed of course by Gary Hart Gary Hart's the only human being in the world he doesn't have bags under his eyes he's got eyes over his bags so Gary Hart you old chrome dome you house hunter you ain't got no team that can take the Midnight Express. We're unbeatable. We're undefeatable. Nobody can stop us, and nobody can even give us a good try because we're the best there is and always have been. You've been eating too much chocolate again, Jimmy? Not at all. There you go, another victory. Well, See you later. The undisputed tag team champions of the world. The all right, I'm going to pause it because Flair's coming out. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on uh, Corny on the mic right there during the match? I thought it was pretty good. Once again, he don't give a shit about bagging on everybody. Yeah. He said, I haven't seen that much spandex covering that much ugly flesh since I went to J.J. Dillon's favorite nightclub. That's, That's nice. nice. You know what, what that, that means, to... right? Yeah, he's out there <laughs> hanging out with Vito. Yeah. Vito, what are you doing here? You a fag? <laughs> nah, man. I'm just I'm just hanging out here, man. It's all a joke. <laughs> what, did, what did Chrissy say? Yeah. <laughs> so when, he was, when he said he was greasing the union, we didn't know this is what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he go? He's up. <laughs> no, the best part too was when he imitated him. When he said he was, he was talking about he had the chaps on. He was doing the whole YMCA thing, and Chrissy's, yeah. <laughs> Chrissy's imitating him. God. By the way, we we keep getting requests to when Smokey's done to to do to do a few episodes of Smokey. All right. Of Sopranos. Um, Vito's an ass muncher. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, it's been like a year since I watched it, to be honest. I, I feel like I need to go through it again. I've go gone ahead. through it. I've gone through it probably six times. <laughs> and that's just not catching an episode here or there or just i mean start to i'm gonna start to finish start the beginning and go to finish five or six times the 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 comedy in it is what helps make it too like that scene with chrissy with the he he had the chaps on and doing the whole ymc 
anything. Like but the it's, guy from the village people. It's the comedy, but it's it's everything. Because I mean, there's a good drama in there. There's good comedy in there. There's good gangster shit in there. There's real life shit. <sighs> Tony, Tony banging the bra. <laughs> he was at work and. Oh my God! All right, let's go to Ric Flair. We got to see what he's got to say because uh, he's coming out late in this episode. Here it is: the number one man in the world, the man that everybody wants to be, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. I guess, David, in my own humble way, I could tell the American public to take a look around this room and let the atmosphere speak for itself. Ric Flair, I am the man in professional sports that everybody loves to hate. You know why? Because time in and time out, I walk out here not only a winner, but I walk out here the picture of success because I am the world's best wrestler. You know why that is? Because I've got a gold belt that Luger, I don't care if you want a taste of it or not, it's mine. Bottom line is, Ric Flair, your world's heavyweight wrestling champion. Sting, just like Luger, great, tremendous physical assets, Everything going his way, but can he walk the aisle? Can he beat the world champion? Not a chance. The attitudes, Lex Luger, he walks out here, he says, you know what, Flair? You're on top of your game, but your key to success is the fact that you cheat, that you don't wrestle by the rules. Well, once again, you're right, Lex. I'm the dirtiest player in the game. But brother, when you're making $2 million a year and you don't want to see a change, you learn to survive at all costs. And all these little girls over here that can't wait, that can't wait for Sting's music to break, for Sting and Luger to walk out and go like this and like this. Well, the bottom line is, girls, In my own little way, I style and profile. And if you want to see this half naked, you got to pay 20 bucks. You got to walk into an arena. You got to look at the billboard. It's got to say the world's heavyweight wrestling champion, Bam Bam Bigelow. You made a statement that you have performed and wrestled against the best in the world. Well, Bigelow, let me explain something to you. Let's pretend that the National Wrestling Alliance is the biggest saloon in the world. Have you ever walked into a bar, Bigelow, and looked around and knew that there were five or six guys could kick your Well, let me tell you something, pal. In NWA, there's 20 guys. The reputation stops here. Look at Luger, look at Sting, look at Road Warriors, look at Dusty Rhodes, look at Ric Flair, Barry Windham, 
the Russian assassins, Nikita Koloff. Look at the greats that make this the NWA and the bottom line. Whether you like it or don't like it, learn to live with it because God bless you. It's the best thing going today. That it is. The World Heavyweight Champion, Ric Flair. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. More to come right after this. All right, Doc, what you got for Ric Flair right there? At first, I was like, yeah, I don't know. But then when he turned to Big on Bigelow and said, you know, there's 20 guys here. And that was pretty strong. Because he's getting, again, he's in that, I'm getting the promotion over. But guess what? Of all those 20 guys, I'm the man. And Bigelow's a big dude. Bigelow's a big dude. Well, I think he legitimizes Bigelow just by bringing him up, too. Sure, absolutely. That was my note. Like, you you, yeah. you, you mentioned his name, and so you, you make him, you know, you calling him out, even if it's in a bad way, it basically just puts him over. Absolutely. Hopper, what you got from it? I love it when he says, when you've been champion for two years, you learn to survive. Boy, that's true. Which means he does whatever it takes to win. Dude, that... did he just rammed that guy's head right in the fucking thing. <laughs> yes. What an asshole. <laughs> Boing. Ooh, shit. Dude, he crumpled. Toast. He crumpled, too. That hurt. Um, we're talking about Dick Murdoch, who's in there against JC Wild right now, and he's whipping his ass. So, Doc, anything else before we keep going? I thought Rick was really good there, and he got the fans fired up. Yeah, I'm giving him the Rolex right now. I'm just putting that on. Yeah. There. Uh, Rick's getting my Rolex. Um, we go to Dick Murdoch, who defeats JC Wild, and it's funny how Dick Murdoch is all of a sudden positioned here. And Murdoch cuts a promo after, and Murdoch puts Sullivan on notice, and. Man, it was pretty good. It, it was talk them into the building type stuff. Uh, Doc, did you have anything from it? I didn't, but I just am always confused. Is Murdoch here? Is he not here? Is he good? Is he yeah, bad? Dude, for real, bruh. I can't keep up, man. Do you wear the white hat or the black hat? I don't and, know. And if, did, where have you been for the past three weeks? Uh. Leave? Are you just not on TV? It's a, it's it's very strange with Murdoch. If you if all you're watching is Saturday night, and he just he goes, he comes, he goes, he comes. He's a heel. He's not. He's a heel. He's not. It's the it's the weirdest thing, you know. He they they're te the Texas Outlaws are back, and I don't know, man. I, I felt like for this, I think he, I feel like here he's on TV cutting his promo because you know Murdoch was big in the mid mid South area, and and. You know, that's where they're supposed to be going based on everything they're telling us lately. And I, I just think that was part of it. But, I mean, the promo was good. I mean, he was talking him into the building. Don't get me wrong, but I'm with you, Doc. It gets kind of confusing at times with Murdoch when you just if, when you watch this episodically week by week. That's yeah. Right. Yes. Al Perez and Larry Zbysko def, uh, with Gary Hart defeat Mike Jackson and Keith Steinborn. Um, and then we get a, a promo from Al Perez and Al Perez is, I'm sorry, Gary Hart, where, you know, he's talking about this, these guys as a tag team. And I, I thought know, it I, was, a, I didn't think it was very good. My problem with it was we saw this earlier in the year with these guys. They were a tag team for a cup of coffee. For the Crockett Cup. 
Yep. And now it feels like the only reason we're doing this again is because everything was airtight, brother. The only reason we're doing this again is because now we have another tournament where we need two guys to be put together. So it's like, all right, well, let's put Zabisco with his Western States title. There you go, Hopper. You asked for it. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Let's put these guys back together for the tournament. That's At least that's how it feels right now. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen or doesn't happen or does, but that's how it feels. Doc, what did you think? Yeah. um, Yeah. I didn't think this was their best effort either. Yeah. All right, Hopper, any other thoughts before we close this one out? I just like to see him with that belt, man. What a great champion. (laughs) Come on. Asshole. I mean, mean, look at that. (laughs) All right. So we're going to – Hopper and I actually already gave out our Rolexes, but we do need to rate this thing. Before we do so, I want to remind you all, check out and use our Amazon referral link every time you shop on Amazon at tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. It's a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. Without spending anything extra, you're only spending the money that you use or you pay for things on Amazon. So there you go. It's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. It is a great way to support this show. Uh, give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, side pieces in your life and tell them to use it every time they use Amazon. Now, now, Doc, uh, I'll let you go first because I bet you, you got to run. It's getting late. Um, you, who's you giving, who are you giving your Rolex to? Richard Fleer. All right. And you want to rate this thing since uh, you probably got to run? I'm going to rate it. I'm going to hear what y'all rate it because I'm kind of interested to hear what y'all rate it. And then I am going to drop off because I have some other uh, charity work to go do. Sure you do. Um, to wrap up the evening. Man, this is an odd episode because I really like Bigelow coming in. Uh, Flair was good. Corny was good. There's just some stuff that's not making sense for me. It was weird when Rick was naming all the people that were awesome, but then he threw in the Russian assassins. Um, it was an hour and 20 minutes. Oof. Yeah. Ugh. Um, C plus. Say it. No. Uh, B minus. Oh. All right. Uh, I'm actually going to give it a B plus. Uh, I agree with many of the things Doc said, but I'm going to go B plus. What are you giving it, Hopper? A C, a C plus. Wow. I mean, I, I mean, we saw Bam Bam. I mean, I me mean, Flair was good, but it's just it's. It seems like they're scrambling. Rudderless ship. Sh- yeah. <laughs> They're scrambling to put this shit together. He's making a joke about something that I can't even comment about when he Say it. it. No, yeah. it's nothing. About the shoe job? No. <laughs> something like that. Anyway, <laughs> that's why he's it's inside baseball, but uh go Fucking ahead. Fucking T Rex. No, it, it, it just feels like they're they're just scrambling to put this shit together. Yeah. They're too busy. They're too busy. They're too busy trying to broker the deal during the day to sell this piece of shit that they can't book it right. Yeah, well, we're we're getting close to that. I mean, it's October first, and I'm wondering did did fucking Arn Anderson have they debuted yet on WWF television? Uh, that's a good question. Doc Doc had the drop. Um, what? I don't remember off the top of my head. Somebody out there will, will tweet it or email it to us. Uh, what is the exact date of them debuting? I don't remember. Um, because, I mean, how's it? I mean, because people have to be wondering where in the fuck they're at. I mean, just like Robert Gibson. Well, in in, in nothing was said either. Like Right. That's like, what I'm saying. 
they just they just I mean the only thing Corny said was something like you know we beat him and he didn't bury him you know what I mean yeah let me look at something I'm doing a Google search everybody uh trying to figure out when exactly he debuted or they debuted I don't I don't have it off the top of my head I know I mean I, I know it's this year but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Hopper. You don't remember? Exactly when? I don't yeah. I don't know. No. I, 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 uh, yeah. yeah, me either. <laughs> uh, let's see. Late October 88, according to Wikipedia. So I knew it was... I knew that it didn't happen like right away, but according to, according to Wikipedia, late October of 88. There you go. I need someone out there, any of the listeners, who who want to volunteer and help the show out. Email me, bookingtheterritory at gmail.com. If you want to help the show out and you want us to like find or you want us to still play some ARN promos, if you can match up the week to the week we're at. And we record these a week, a week ahead of time, everybody. So keep that in mind. Like, you know, I mean, we're recording this on January 29th. I'm sorry, January 22nd, but it won't drop until the, the, the 29th. So what I mean is find us the promos from when they're in the WWF. Send it to me in email, and I'll try to include them on some of the shows. That way we can still get some arm promos if, everybody, if anybody out there wants to volunteer. If not, no worries. I just know my time is limited these days, so I, I don't have enough, enough time to go searching for them. But if anybody wants to volunteer for that, I'm all for it. That way we can get some R on these uh, shows still. But according to Wikipedia, Harper, to answer your question, late October 88, the Brain Busters make their debut. There's that. All right, Harper, you got a plug? Go ahead. What was it on? Was it like Saturday, Saturday night's main event or just superstars? Did it say? Um... Um, it doesn't say on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't say. Uh, nope, it doesn't say. It just says they make it. It says the duo made their debut in October 1988 as the Brainbusters, and we all know with Bobby the Brain Heenan, yeah, as a part of the Heenan family. Um, and that was it. It doesn't say. Now they also talk about how they make their pay per view debut at 88 Survivor Series, which we remember that. But I don't know. It doesn't say if it was on Superstar. It had to be on Superstars, huh? I would assume so. Yeah, I was just curious because I, I remember seeing them on on Saturday on Saturday Night's main event. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it would have had to been there. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, if anybody wants to volunteer, send me the the promos weekly. I will uh, try to match them up, and um, I'll play them as long as they're on YouTube, and you know. The less work I have to do on it, the better, and I and I'll do so. So, Harper, any uh, Wildcat business you want to plug? I don't know the date. February ninth, bro. Where at? At the Esplanade Mall. Tinyurl.com slash. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you find information about it, Harper? Go to tiny tiny uh, what whatever dot com slash hht http slash dot com. AOL. You know, Get all the information. Ass- you're an asshole. You really should help people out. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> February 9th, brother. Espinay Mall in Canada. Uh, Canada, brah. 
Kill it, bro. Oh, boy. All right, right so there you go. Uh, if you want more information about the next Wildcat show, just go to Facebook.com and search Wildcat Sports and Entertainment or go to WildcatSports.com. And you get ticket information, the card, all that good stuff. Harper will be there. All the Wildcat guys will be there. Uh, it's at the actual Esplanade Mall in Kenner, Louisiana. I have no clue yes. how the setup's going to be. Harper doesn't either. We don't know Me where either. they're going to be in the mall, but they're going to be in the mall, kind of like Nitro was back in the day when they did the mall. Yeah. The there you go. All right. So we're going to get out of here. A couple of things before we do so. Shout out to the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. They talk classic and current stuff. It's a fun show. They are, like I said, classic and current stuff, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So give them a listen. They support us, so please support them. Again, it's WPAN, or just search Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, wherever you get your podcast from. And then lastly, shout out to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, still more professional than us, uh, but fun nonetheless. Again, they support us, so please support them. Harper, I think that's all I got, man. You want to hit the tagline, get us out of here? Book it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to give a special shout out to all of the patrons out there. Thank you for your patronage each and every month. We appreciate it. Doc Harper and I, it really does help the show. We do these shows twice per week. You know, that's eight per month and all the free shows. And honestly, if not for your patronage, we probably couldn't continue doing it because uh, it does at least help us put the money back into the show. So anyway, 
want to say special thanks to all of you out there and thank you for being a patron. If you're not one, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. It is a great way to support this show while getting something extra, such as all of our bonus shows and all that good stuff. Without spending anything extra would be our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. But Patreon, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Over 200-plus patron-exclusive episodes are up there for you to enjoy. The Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views, the Clash of the Champions, a bunch of other you know, non-wrestling stuff, although still politics-free. Non-wrestling stuff is out there. Lots of other stuff is up for you to enjoy. Now, before I get out of here, I want to give a special shout-out to all of our Hall of Fame patrons and thank them. Harrison Lee, Isaac Penley, at Oh Hey It's Isaac on Twitter. Eagle underscore one, Kangol Fett, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Hartke, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Duneifen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, aka Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Miller, aka at Half Pints Point. You know how I do, Marlon. Keep cutting those promos, kid. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, Allen, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coldman 822, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, and God Bold Unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons, and thank you to all of the patrons out there. If I had the time, I would read out all 200 plus of you all in between Podbean and Patreon, but that would take a lot of time to go through. So, Anyway, just want to say thank you to all the patrons and thank you for all your all your support. Uh, also, don't forget, check out the Bottom Line cast with my buddies Mike Pru and JV. Also, check out the ECW live cast that Mike Pru and JV do on our Patreon feed at the $5 tier twice per month. I'm sorry. Yeah, two times a month. Every two weeks, they do the ECW shows. They basically take two ECW shows. They're going in chronological order, and we put those up on the Patreon feed for our $5 tiers and up. Other than that, Check out Mike and JV. Thank you for being patrons out there. And thank you for all of your support of BTT. That's all I got. I'm a little blown up. We just did a long show. But you know what we always say when we get out of here? Book it, bitch. <laughs>